0: Happy New Year everyone and welcome back. We hope that you've had a great Christmas and a great New Year. Today we are starting off on our first series of 2023, can you believe it, as we look ahead at the 10 New Year's resolutions over the next few weeks. We are going to be looking at Proverbs 3 in particular and how we can shape the way that our lives look, not just our New Year's resolutions, but the choices that we make as we take a step into the beginning of the year that is ahead. In Kings chapter 3, we read of King Solomon who has been approached by God saying, Ask whatever you want of me and I will give it to you. And Solomon's response was to give to your servant a discerning heart, to govern the people well and distinguish between right and wrong. God, pleased with this answer, agrees, giving Solomon wisdom. And it is from that that Solomon then produces the book of wisdom literature that we discover to be Proverbs. Proverbs is a book in the Bible, amongst others, that is considered wisdom literature. It is all about the teachings of this wise lady wisdom, giving us a guide on how to live well. And the world that God has created for us. This wisdom is for all. It is not exclusive. It is not just for the elite intellectuals. God has woven wisdom into the fabric of our being. Into his creation. We have a choice to work with it or work against it. Proverbs is not impersonal wisdom that is just thrust upon us. Instead, it is formed in a healthy relationship with the fear of God. Now, don't hear me as that is terror. No. Instead, it is an awe, a humility before God. One theologian describes Proverbs as Proverbs are not, they are probabilities. They are not promises. They are not guarantees. Life is too complex for that. They are the general rule rather than the exception. That is why it is important that we read Proverbs in the context of all other related wisdom literature, with Ecclesiastes and Job as well. Embracing these three books together gives us a well-rounded understanding of the wisdom that Scripture offers. That being said, let's dive right into our passage for today, Proverbs 3, 1-4. My son, do not forget my teaching. But keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life for many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let the love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will have favor with God and man. Earlier in the question time, we talked about the New Year's resolutions that we have kept or that we might have. And I think for you, you, do you have New Year's resolutions already for 2023? My one is to do a swim from the Chelsea Sugar Factory all the way to the Harbour Bridge, a local space here to us on the shore. Last year, I decided that I would run a marathon. And this year, I chose swimming. Why? Because I wanted to maintain the disciplines that running had created in my life. And for me, the reason was that that was to go beyond my current capacity. Therefore, what I've done is chosen something that I am far from gifted at. Swimming, as you can tell, I'm not the best shape for that. I'm more of a rock rather than a floating feather. Open water swimming is a skill that I have not practiced before. Although God hasn't blessed me with the body of a swimmer, he has all at least gifted me with the slipstream of, uh, of my shape. <laughs> so keep me accountable as you hear or, or, or as you talk to me, or whenever it might be. H- ask me how my journey is going. This got me thinking, though. New Year's resolutions, I, I found a study that was done by Massey University in 2022. Four out of five New Zealanders have or will make a New Year's resolution. Some of the highest focus being at the time that 35% of people wanted to save more money, 32% wanted to lose weight, and 21% wanted to have more sleep. However damning the evidence of another study might be is actually that across a five-year span, they did it twice, on average between 9 and 12 percent of people feel like they have achieved their resolution. 9 and 12 percent, that's all. One author says that I have had no problem starting things. The problem is when it comes to finishing them. How true is that for you and for me? Why is that? Why do we struggle in the pursuit of having a better life? James Clear, another author, writes, we don't Just rise to the height of our goal. We fall to the level of our systems. Think about that in a sporting match. Each team comes in with the same goal, to win. Nobody's coming in going, oh, I hope that we do our best today. The team that wins on the end of the day is the one that has the better system. Our hope is that over this series that we would be able to give a better system for you. A Jesus-focused one as you apprentice to Him. Proverbs 3 clearly guidelines the the importance and the significance of this resolution that we're going to be looking at today. Keep His commands on your heart. Why? For they will prolong your life and bring you peace. Without this one, all others become irrelevant. Why? Because His commands... On your heart, your inner being, all else misses the point. Immediately what I love is we discover this father that's giving wisdom to a son. And he says, don't forget my teaching. Keep it in your heart. What I like about this action is the proximity, the close nature to the heart. The original translation describes this as your inner being and your will. This is not just some request to remember a memory verse at Sunday school, but instead it is a call to let the commands of God be interwoven into the fiber of who you are. What does it look like for you to keep the commands of God on your heart? What's the result? You will have a prolonged life with peace and prosperity. Often when we hear terms like peace and prosperity, we think of peace that comes with war or or prosperity like the doctrine that is taught and twisted and uh, brings disillusionment to so many people. The original translation of these two words here is shalom. Many of you will have heard that before. The original meaning is to bring completeness to wholeness. A basic way of understanding this is described in a great way by the Bible Project. Shalom is like a stone that is complete with no cracks, or like a stone wall that has been completed with no gaps or missing bricks. Life is complex and full of moving parts. And when any of them are out of alignment, shalom breaks down, no longer whole, needing to be restored. Shalom can refer to your well-being. It can refer to the relationship that we may have. It can be an action or a state of being. What is the resolution out of this or understanding from this? It is for us to keep His commands close to our heart so that your life will be whole, complete, lacking nothing. Secondly, what do we discover in this passage is That we need to let love and faithfulness never leave us. This next one goes hand in hand with the first one. Notice again that immediately we have this close nature. The first one uh, talks about, you know, we are to keep the commands in our heart. But this one now talks for us to bind it around our neck, to write it on our heart. Why is one to keep in our heart and the other to be written on? Keeping his commands close to us must be a part of our inner being. Jesus in us. He is the source. And from that, all else flows. Love and faithfulness is something that we show. That we can decorate like an outfit you would decorate with a necklace. Or you can have a different design of clothing, whatever that might be, for the world to see. Likewise, we too are called to decorate and design our lives for the world to see the love and faithfulness of Jesus pouring out of who we are. One person who I see does this so well is my wife. I watch the love that she shows to complete strangers, whether it's opening up our house and allowing them to come in to host them well Or maybe she feels to bless somebody that she comes into contact with. Whoever it is, the love that she shows, she has decorated her life with that. And I think of those of you who so faithfully serve in different areas like my youth leaders or those that are our online host team or the worship team or others in different areas who faithfully serve year after year in this church week in, week out, through thick and thin, regardless of what's going on in life, they are willing to sacrifice. That is one way that I see the decoration and design of faithfulness in people's lives. This, this one is all about having favor, not just with God, but God bringing us into favor with man unlike we could have. Let love and faithfulness color your life. So that others will see Jesus in you. Drop a comment below. Tell us what do you think is a way that you like to decorate and design your life with love and faithfulness. How though can we see these resolutions not just become statistics. Like that 9 to 12% that we talked about earlier. What's the wrestle to really make it a part of our lives? Remember Nothing can flow from us if we don't first get that one right. We must keep his commands in our heart. Without that, we won't be able to do anything. This is where the idea of we don't rise to the height of our goal, but fall to the level of our system comes clear. You might have wrestled with that thought. You might have thought, but the goal of being a great parent, or I might have the goal of being a great coworker, the goal of being a best friend, the best teacher, or even the best follower of Jesus. But none of that matters when we try to do it in our own strength. Jesus is the reason. We can't do it in our own. We can't do it by ourselves. The problem is that we think that we need to do more to be more. But in reality... Jesus came to redeem our shalom, to bring wholeness to us, to bring peace. It is only then that we can actually be in relationship with Jesus because of what he has done. And he commands us to keep things close, his, his word close to our heart. And it is only through his strength that we can do that. He gives us the ability, he gives us the strength, the wisdom to hold on to that to show love, to be faithful. It's not about having a 30-day program that's going to help us with our resolution or make that come true. It's not about being better and having a better system. It's about being in relationship with Jesus. So as we start 2023, how are you drawing closer to Jesus? How are you letting Him become a part of everything that you do? Putting Him at the center, not ourselves. As we conclude today, I would love for us to take a moment to be silent, to be still. Before the year gets busy, before things inevitably try to push into our lives and try to take priority, let us be still, be silent. And in the stillness, would you ask God, how might you best keep His commands on your heart? To show love and faithfulness to others. And listen for his response. Please let me read our passage again today and then we can be still. My son, my daughter, do not forget my teaching. But keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life for many years. And bring you peace and prosperity. Let the love and faithfulness of God never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and be of a good name in the sight of God. and man. Let us be still. Jesus, we are grateful for that we have had the opportunity to reflect on your birth just a week ago. Lord, thank you for coming that we might have relationship with you, that we might truly be able to keep your commands on our heart, that we could write the love and faithfulness on our heart, wearing them around our neck. Father, help us to decorate and design our lives around you, so that people might see just a glimpse of who you are. Help us to do that well. Lord, open our ears that as we sit and be silent, Lord, as we take time with you before the rush and the busyness, amidst the holiday feel that we're a part of, Lord, would you help us to listen to you? Speak, we ask. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do this year. We're excited for the year ahead. But Lord, we first and foremost want to put you in the center. And would everything flow out of that, flow out of us keeping your command. Father, we thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to do. Be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining our audio teaching today.